Good afternoon, good evening everyone, James Hicks here from Hicks New Media, welcome to December 21st, Tuesday, December 21st, it's almost, uh, if you don't have anything on your tree right now, uh, it might be too late, gotta go get a gift card. Uh, welcome to H&M Live, today you got a really cool uh, show today, going to be talking to all of my peers in the content creation ecosystem. Uh, and folks that are either in the ecosystem or folks that are looking to get into the ecosystem. I'm, I've got Christian Karasevich here. The name rings a bell. You guys all know him if you're in, you're in this world. He is a social media manager. He's a content creator, podcast host. He's all the things, right? He also serves as the content marketing manager for StreamYard, which is a browser-based multi-streaming platform. I wanted to spend some time before the end of the calendar year talking with Christian about strategies, goals, ideas that we can all implement as we begin to think about our content delivery for the coming year. So if you got a question for us, make sure you put a cue in front of it so we can make sure to bubble that up. Otherwise, thank you guys all for coming. And ladies and gentlemen, Christian Karasevich. How you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Good, good, good. Good to see you. You, you, you always look so nice. You know, I mean, you, you definitely have the, <laughs> that, the video the piece. Now, you see, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to give you some flowers here, but, you know, you always got at least that, that piece going on. So um, talk to us a little bit. I, I want to get into it because I want to be cognizant of your time. But I gave kind of the high level uh, elevator pitch. But tell the people if they don't know who you are, tell the folks who in the world is this Kara Savage guy? <laughs> I gotta say, first off, nice job on pronouncing the last name. That's always the biggest challenge that everybody has. You know, how do I uh, how do I pronounce the last name? So, congrats on that. Um, I'd say, I mean, I think you got a lot of it. So, content marketing manager over at Streamyard, uh, managing our blog content, our our YouTube channel as well. Uh, so, basically, our content strategy. Um, outside of that, social media manager or sorry, social media manager, digital uh, agency actually at Social Chefs, my own personal thing. Um, I also run uh, social chatter, the longest running live social media marketing news talk show. And as you can see there, the link here, I also have a podcast and, or actually it's a live show called launch your live. And that's the podcast link. Um, so in a nutshell, that's, uh, that's me. Yeah. Um, so when, I, when do you sleep? 
right? Because <laughs> if if you're not doing something with the with the corporate hat on, you've got so yeah. many irons in the fire doing your own thing. And I, and I think that's kind of what I want to talk about, right? Uh, yeah, sure. I, w- I want to go into the how, the why, kind of the what, when, where, all all of those additives in terms of content creation journey and okay. you know having so many things going. Let, let's let's start there, right? Again, you right. you've got the podcast that you do, well, you do the video show uh, and I was fortunate yeah. enough to be on the uh, launch your live session uh, not too long yeah. ago, but you'll film that and you have co-hosts and you bring up with uh, all of the latest news in social media, uh-huh. you take that audio and then you convert that into a podcast. Talk, talk to us a little bit about what you think. So again, going in terms of strategies and goals for next year, Sure. what do you think about workflow for content creators moving into the new year? What should people be doing and focusing on to make sure that they rise above the noise? It's a loaded question. I know. (laughs) No, no, no. So, so as you mentioned, I mean, doing a lot of different things, one of the biggest challenges is how do you make all that work? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it it comes down to systems. So it comes down to having a, you know, for example, the podcast for the most part, I mean, you don't have to do a ton of editing on it. Um, again, if the system's set up right. So for example, you and I, you and I are both gearheads, right? Like we love gear, you know, it's about setting up like, Hey, you know what? I've got the mixer. I'm not just trying to, you know, cobble things together. I've got right. the mixer. I record directly into that. And then I easily, you know, I have a file already ready to go with the intro, the outro, you know, and sometimes I have to do editing, but for the most part, I don't have to do a whole lot with that. Um, so, so I kind of structure the show to make it easier to produce the episodes. And that's between one to two episodes a week, um, that are going out. So, so I think systems are going to be key. So if you're somebody who doesn't have a system, by the way, in place, that's where you got to start, you know, and, and, you know, I, I, as you can see, I've got that channel. I've also got, uh, my, my, um, I actually have been moving a lot of those videos to my personal channel. Um, because again, it comes oh, out of who you a little, are, right? A little shameless plug here for, for me. Look at, look at that guy about yeah. the gray hair. Hold on. Let me, let me move off of that one. So, and then, well, then you got social chefs. Yeah. Right. So and, and this is when I was talking about as well, where, where you've got a lot of content that coming on every week. Yeah. Talk, let, let's talk about systems, though. Right. Again, because yeah, sure. a, a lot of times yeah. the folks will use um, what's easiest. Right. Uh, I, I'm mm-hmm. a fan of look Apple Notes too. look. It, it's very easy, okay. very straightforward. It comes with everybody's phone mm-hmm. and, and those types of things. But being able to record and I don't want to gloss over this, being able to record That's directly right. into your mixer, because, again, there's the audio piece right there already high quality mm-hmm. and you can just push yeah. that up to anchor captivate uh lips yeah. and um but whatever the place may be so so talk yeah. to us a little bit about when you split up those two file formats the mp4 and the uh, and the um and yeah. the mov file right or the, uh, so, or the or the mp3 file okay so for example the video is multi-streamed out so for example it's and i and i if you go back to like the if you go to my personal channel for example on YouTube, like you'll see that I have episodes that are streamed out. Like for example, they're, they're structured in a way so that some of them are only going to be like, for example, if we're doing an interview, we're just here on YouTube. And mm-hmm. then I, you know, and then I convert that, uh, that audio file. Like I don't even have to actually strip the audio. It's done in the mixer itself. So I literally record at the same time I'm doing the actual video. No. Um, so again, systems. So that way I'm not ha- like that way I'm not having to do this. I'm not having to go live. I'm not having to then download the audio and then try and clean up the audio or try to bring up the levels. I'm starting all of that at the same time that I'm doing the one interview. That's a good point. So, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so I'd say, you know, from that perspective, like, and, and then I structure it in a way that, okay, so some episodes they go to Amazon, some of them, 
uh, so, so go to Amazon and YouTube, depending on what the episode's about. And then I make sure there's, you know, there are touch points in those episodes to bring them back to uh, the podcast or the show notes or, you know, a product list or things like that. Things that are not a heavy lift necessarily. Right. It's just part of your run of show. Um, so I'd say, you know, going back to what we were talking about, I mean, it really comes back to having a system, you know, the, yeah. it doesn't have to be a complicated system. So I, this was actually going to be two questions down and two statements down. Mm -hmm. You brought it up just now and I, I don't want to overlook it. I'll forget because I'm getting old. Adding into your flow and, uh -huh. and the importance of something like an Amazon Live, right? Uh -huh. Again, that it, it's been around for a little while. Not a lot of folks have actually jumped on board to do it, no. unfortunately, <laughs> because it, it literally is money that Amazon is giving away. And we shop there anyway. Yep. I've, I've got packages showing up every single day. Mm -hmm. And yep. we always are making recommendations, talking amongst ourselves about, you know, you should check this out. You should check this out. Talk to us a little bit about how you're implementing Amazon Live into your into your workflow. So basically, I have a couple of different things. One is I can. So so the reason everybody should be using Amazon Live, by mm -hmm. the way, is the fact that when you stream out, if you go out to a YouTube channel and you've got no audience, you and I both know the value is often in the replay, right? Yep. And a lot of times people, you know, they, they keep running against the wall. It's like okay, I'm going to go live on YouTube. I'm going to go live on YouTube. And you're like, well, I only got three viewers. I got no viewers. And the thing is Amazon, what Amazon does, which is excellent here, is that they get you in front of a person who's already ready to shop, a qualified buyer. They're on Amazon to go make a purchase. That is true. And so if you have the right kind of video that you're producing over to Amazon, then you're automatically in front of the, the customer. And guess what? The videos you should be talking about are the things you're good at. So for example, I'm literally going to tell you right before we were doing this, I made a video about my phone case because I was like, you know what? I actually, I was like, well, what other things do I like? I love tech. You know that I love gadgets. Yeah. Right. And I love telling people about like why, for example, in this case this is a Pelican case. You know, okay. it's like, yeah, yeah. why do I buy a Pelican case for my phone? You know, and I'm talking about it from the perspective, like I'm talking about it because it's stuff that I love. I love to talk about, right? And I want to share that knowledge with people. You mentioned that a minute ago. We all talk amongst ourselves yeah. what kind of gear we share. But here's the thing. The great thing about Amazon is that everything on Amazon is, you know, it's somebody who's already looking to buy. And guess what? You, like, it's like going into a, like a Best Buy or like any of those kinds of stores, right? You're always looking for like somebody who is more knowledgeable about you to, that can help you talk about a product or help you learn about a product. Exactly. Like why should they get this version? Yeah, you, that? you walk in already with the intent possibly of, of buying something. And with Amazon live, you typically are, are a subject matter expert because you already yeah. own that case. So you're talking about it, you're using it exactly. in, in your daily life. So that, exactly. that definitely helps and that, that, that makes sense. So I want to give some shouts out here. I see Laura Williams in the building. How are you? Lord, look at social chatter is a great show. How are we doing, Laura? Good to see her. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Oh, K-H-E-A. Yeah. You missed the, the other session. Go, go check it out on, on my, on my channel. I've been streaming all day today. Not, <laughs> look, I've, I've, I've made good. a couple of costume changes and everything, but that, that's yeah. all good. Um, all good, man. But, but back to that whole Amazon thing we were talking about. So, so if you're like, you know, if you're like, Hey, you know what? I want to get into doing it. Literally. I, I think your hat says that just start. just start because with Amazon, the great thing about it is that you get in front of, a person who is already a warm lead, somebody who's yeah. already interested in that product. You don't even have to like seek them out. Amazon will help you and they will put your videos in front of the right people. So yeah. then if you're knowledgeable about it, you talk about it, people really kind of, you know, they, they feel like they connect with you. Then 
Amazon's going to be a great place for you to get started to help you generate some initial income. Now you could take that a step further and you can make what are called shoppable videos on Amazon. And these are basically pre-recorded videos mm -hmm. about a product. So for example, I could use this case as an example. I could talk about like, for example, um, this phone, for example, this case is not very thick. So how does this actually do any sort of protection? Right. And I talk about like the quality of the product, the case. I talk about what it's made out of. I talk about like, for example, hey, it can su support up to 15 grade, uh, sorry, 15 foot drop. It's made, you know, it's got uh, some antimicrobial features in the case, things like that, right? So you can talk about, again, those features and benefits that you are good at. So that's another way you can make a video. Um, so, you know, really, James, I think the, the thing I, I really like to, you know, instill upon people is just the fact that whatever piece of content you're creating, we haven't even gotten to this part yet. You got to squeeze as much juice as you possibly can <laughs> out of that piece of, in, in this case, that one piece of content that you create and you can turn it into multiple things and you want to squeeze as much. And what a lot of people do is this, they do one squeeze and they're like, okay, I'm done. I'm on okay. to the next yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that's almost, almost you like you looked at my show notes before we started because that, that that's coming up as, as well in the discussion. But but let me I, I want to backtrack yeah, sure. a little bit because there yeah. there there are some assumptions that we need to make clear. And unfortunately, and I, I don't have any insight to this, but right now Amazon Live is only available for iOS users, right? So it is, yeah. the, the half of the world that is stuck on Android, uh, sorry for that. Uh, <laughs> but but come on over to yeah, come on over to the Apple side so you can take advantage mm -hmm. of sharing your content on Amazon. And the fact that it lives in perpetuity, right? It it's yep. it is that replay squad. So they'll continue to position whatever you're talking about in front of uh, buyers and shoppers and things like that. Yeah. Micro content. That was definitely yep. going to be some, something next as well. Uh, I, want, okay. I want to talk micro content and I want to talk kind of frequency. We okay. sure. you can't be everywhere. Right. Right. I, I, I can't be on TikTok with the youngsters because I can't understand it. Uh, okay. Snapchat, I, I, I deleted that app. I don't know what's going on there either. Okay. Um, there but there's some again, cool stuff going on in Snapchat, but you're, you're right. Yes, I, I, I can't. I can only focus on two things at one time, and then not, okay. not a lot of one. But but talk to us a little bit about that, right? Because again, you're doing the you're doing the um, the podcast, you're doing the video cast, you're doing mm -hmm. Amazon Live functionality and features as well. Cutting that up, putting it out as micro content. What is your strategy for that? And are you planning on doing something different for the coming year? Um, so I think the first thing is making sure, like, just thinking about like, okay, let me go from the top down. Like, for example, I make a video, like I'll use social chatter as the example, that is a video that we do each week. And so there's a specific, you know, for example, I use Google drive basically to, you know, we have a form that we use. Every show is roughly the same. We just bring in the guests. We have some different topics, but I start with the video. Okay. And so that video then becomes a blog post and that blog post then is in some cases, you know, it's uh, like there's a, the video is actually embedded in that content, but then we also include links back to, you know, like we have show notes, we have links back to uh, the articles and the topics that we were talking about. So we're not just putting out that one video. We're also making sure we put out, uh, you know, a blog post, for example, and that blog post then also becomes an Alexa flash briefing for those of you. Sorry if I sent off your, uh, set your Alexa off there. Um, but let me see. You she, no, okay. I had to make sure of that there because yeah, I'm glad I got the, the, the headphones in because oh my gosh, you could have set off Alexa yeah. and oh geez, and and Siri here before we know it. You're, so, right. Go You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, but 
So basically we're distilling that one piece of content. We're taking the video. We now are also making a blog post out of it. We're then, you know, creating smaller pieces of that that's becoming an Alexa flash briefing. Mm -hmm. If I want to turn that into a podcast, how simple is that? I hit start, I either hit record directly on my mixer, or if I don't have a mixer, I can basically strip the audio between the video and the, the video file. Um, I could basically run that into, if I've got an Apple device uh, or a Mac, I can run that through QuickTime. Um, I can use handbrake.fr. It's a free video tool. I could also just strip out the audio there as well if I want. And now all I have to do is, like I said, do minimal editing on it, put it up into, uh, in this case, a podcast, put it on my favorite podcasting host, podcast hosting company, and they do distribution. Yeah. So if you optimize, and again, the name of the game on all of this, really, it's going to come back to like an old tactic and that's SEO. So like if you're good at search engine optimization and you're, you've heard about it optimizing for articles, the same process applies to podcasts. The same yes. thing applies to video. Use those keywords, use those uh, uh, catchphrases, all those search yeah. Google trends, do, do all of that stuff, right? That, that yeah. you see people are, are actively engaged and looking at. So uh, that makes exactly. sense. Uh, let me say hello to Mr. Kevin Cox. How are you, sir? I'm glad you were able to join. Hey, Kevin, how we doing? Um, let, me, let me ask about frequency, though, right? Again, yeah, because sure. I, I notice and I know that with Launcher Live, you do that kind of you pre-schedule. Right. I, I believe when I was I am, scheduled yeah. to be on your show, it was like two months out. So you, you, you've mm -hmm. already got your book of business or so you already have your your calendar, your content calendar already laid out. Yeah. Now, pushing out all of that content afterwards, uh, do you do an automated um, utility? Do you use something? I don't know, Hootsuite or Content Studio or Agora Post or, or are there? I don't necessarily want to get down into the weeds of that, but again, right, is, exactly. is it more of an automated uh, process or, or more of a manual activity to use? Uh, there, there's a combination. So there is a manual process to it. So for example, every time, you know, every time an episode goes out, like I've got it on the calendar when yeah. the episode's going out, or in this case, I get an email from the podcast host when it actually goes out. And then that's my reminder to, you know, basically what I will do is I will take it and, you know, okay, hey, like I got to like James, hey, your episode's live. I'm going to make sure I let my guests know. But at the same time, I'm also going to then make sure that I'm putting out some additional messages about that. But I also then want to make sure that I also put it into a bit of an automated system as well. For example, uh, Agora Pulse has a great queue fe a queuing feature. Mm -hmm. So basically you could set up, uh, basically thing like this, you set up buckets and then within each bucket, you set up various uh, times for when you want to actually send that content out. So for example, if you want to publish, let's say you have a hundred podcast episodes and you want to publish a new episode, you know, twice a day, for example, right? Because again, the life of a tweet is very short or another social media post. Correct. You know, you put your content in there and you just dump it in the bucket. And then what it does is, okay, you know what? At the predetermined time you picked, it will go and it will grab whatever's in the bucket. And then it will put it back at the bottom of the bucket so that as it's recycling it, basically. Um, and then I think that the key thing there, I mean, is the only manual part is you have to obviously write all that, you know, write the yeah. tweets. But again, that, that's, you, you expect to do that. What, what yeah. I do like about a lot of these platforms, though, is that yeah. they're not just uh, singular. Right. So they, they have all of the networks across. So you can go to LinkedIn, you can go to Twitter, you can go yeah, to yeah. Instagram, you can go to all, all of those platforms for mm -hmm. and, and the value and the time saving that you get for something like that is, is worth yeah. the, the price of the subscription for, for, for right. a lot of people. Man, there's a lot of tools out there. But again, find one that can go out to all the networks that you're on. Again, if you mm -hmm. can't be in every place like like uh, if you can't be in all the places, be in the places where your community is and push yes. that information out. So um let me ask That's you that. about, um, oh, go ahead. 
I was gonna say that's an excellent point. Yeah. So it's you, you know you don't want to like you can't be everywhere. Mm. You know, it's like a you know, let's just say you're a mirror, like or, like you're holding a mirror, right? And that's like collecting all the light that you want to direct somewhere, right? And it's picking what those channels are. Like you can't, as you mentioned, you can't be on Snapchat and TikTok and all the other platforms at once. Like you can try, but it just you know you end up spreading yourself too thin, and so. You know, it's, I, I, I do this a lot in a lot of talks. I say like work smarter, not harder at things. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, like figuring out like, okay, where am I going to get the most like bang for my buck? So for example, a podcast, the hardest part about a podcast is promoting it. Like yes. you, you have to put, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's easy to record. The hardest part is driving the audience to it because podcasting, even though it's been around for quite a few years, it's not something that a lot of people have latched onto. And the fact that people aren't driving a lot of places they're not consuming as much as they were before. Yeah. So, Isn't that crazy? Don't think yeah. about that. I mean, I apologize for interrupting, but you know, podcasts are not new, right? They've been yeah. around forever and then just social audio, social communication, but mm -hmm. now they're the new, the new, new, the new, new they thing, are, yeah. right? Because now it, we, the whole world shut down for however much time, but, and then yeah. we had to find other ways of consuming content because we couldn't go out mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. But the the intrigue and the the allure of the audio conversation is definitely back so again yeah. focusing on the content creators here definitely make sure you have that strategy in your toolkit for your plans for 2022 sorry I, go ahead man i didn't mean to interrupt but i well, had that and by the way what i, what I want to make sure i add there actually because you hit on a really good point which is you know we, we talked about like a video like i distribute a video out and then i turn it into a podcast for right. example but at the same time the other this other thing why you set up systems I also had like my mixer has the ability to set up uh, a, tw a Twitter space audio. Mm -hmm. So for example, here, here's how my show goes. I basically am streaming it out to YouTube. I have a blog post that's going to be going out. Um, I have an Alexa flash briefing. So for people that really want the, you know, two to three minute version of the show, they can listen to that. And then the other thing I do is I also have been streaming it out to Twitter spaces. So now I'm hitting multiple audiences. Love it. Love it. When they're there as where, yeah. when they're there as well. So that, that's a cool thing. I want to go into these comments that are coming up from, from Kevin yeah, Cox. Sure. He, you know, he says, you know, sometimes the content that performs on one platform doesn't necessarily perform or translate on all the others. Uh, yeah. Content for Twitter doesn't always work for like TikTok or Snapchat or, or mm -hmm. LinkedIn. Those are fantastic points. And again, kind of what we yeah. were saying here, be where your community and your audience is. Uh, Focus deep on those and, and realize that you can't always be where everyone is. And, and it may not resonate. Look, I'm no longer uh, streaming on Twitch because that's just not <laughs> my my audience, my community, my people are not necessarily on Twitch. So why even waste the cycles of going there and then and having to curate and, and manage that platform? Yeah. Focus on the ones that are actually resonating. And it's a whole nother thing you have to think about. Like, yeah. you know, as you add, as you multi-stream to multiple platforms, yeah, it's easy to stream to Twitch, but then at the same time, it's something you have to think about every time you're going to go do your show. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to schedule it out to go to, you know, to your standard Facebook, your LinkedIn's. And, oh, hey, I'll throw Twitch in there. Like maybe you throw it in there to see if there's any traction, but it, it, it also is like, well, every time I'm scheduling, now I have to remember to schedule to Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why have that extra sort of burden in a way? Yeah, and, and really it, it, it splinters the the community, and it, it it splinters your message as well. Because again, they one particular audience expects something different in terms of their mm -hmm. access to you as well, right? So the communication, yep. the conversations that I have on LinkedIn, 
are different than I have on YouTube are different than I have on, on, uh, uh, Facebook or whatever the case may be as well. So that's, mm-hmm. those are key points right there. Let me ask you about, um, timing. Let me okay. ask you about, uh, frequency, right? Date time considerations, right? You're I- East coast. I'm, I'm on the left coast. Talk to us a little mm-hmm. bit about, you know, do you stream at uh, 6 a.m. my time or do you stream at uh, <laughs> 11 p.m. your time? And, and taking out the replay squad out of the conversation. But again, how do you go about deciding when's the best time to, to put your messages out? So there, I mean, the bottom line is there's no like exact time of when you need to be streaming. Mm-hmm. You know, um, part of it, though, what you can do is. I would suggest testing out some different times. So for example, um, launch your live. That's my, po- my live show and my podcast. Like I, I basically started, you know, initially I was like, oh, well, I'll do these in the evening. Right. I was trying to like, I was trying to think, okay, well, when's the best time to put this out? And I tested some evening times. I tested some afternoon times and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm getting about the same, like, you know, response with, you know, in the afternoon consistently versus, oh, I'm doing it in the evening. Oh, chances are people are driving, you know, they're not going to be tuning in at that point. So I tested out a couple of different types of episodes, a couple of different times to see what worked. And so for that, you know, I, I figured out what that was and I said, okay, I'm going to stream then. And then I consistently do that. And then I'll reevaluate it in a few months. But then when I go to look at like my um, social chatter show that I do, you know, that one I said, okay, I'll do it in the morning. Um, I realized that, you know, if I want to have a guest on and they're Pacific, on, on West Coast time, I need to be flexible. So I made sure I gave myself a window yeah. of when people could book times. Um, and then, you know, there are times where we are flexible. If the person's like, hey, you know, I need something a little bit later in the day. We'll, we'll have a special episode of that. Um, I will say when you start to stream at a specific time, you do start to build in or get that built in audience at that specific time. So when you do move the time, it does show. That I, could I've be seen detrimental. Different... Yeah. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm glad I will, let me say why we're alive. I'm glad you gave me some flexibility in terms of when I was on your show. Cause dude, you were three hours ahead of me. Oh, you're three. Yeah. I, I could not come on at five o'clock in the morning just to do your show yeah. because I'm, I yeah. don't know what I'm doing at that time of the day. And, and there are people that like, they won't like 8am for example, even 9am. I'm up by then. I'm up by then. For some people it's too early. So, <laughs> But yeah, so so there is no there's no specific time of when you really should be streaming. I mean, think the analytics, the data is going to tell you that. So that's where I was going to go. That so that's yeah, specifically sure. it, right? I mean, <laughs> pulling ourselves out of it. And let me give some shouts out to Mr. Steve Worthy. Thank you for being in the in the comments too as well. Taking yourself out of the the process and really focusing yeah. on the needs of the community, right? You mm-hmm. you may want to stream at. 3 p.m. on Friday afternoon, but no one's going to be there, maybe, right? Your community resonates and your analytics, what whatever platform you're using says that they want to be online with you Thursday at 6.30 p.m. That's the time when you should be pushing your show, having your conversations, having your dialogue and things like that. So again, get, getting out of our own way and realizing that none of this is about us. It's, it really is about serving the community and delivering messages and, and being kind of a, a servant of, of the folks that are, that are paying attention to us. That piece I, I, I want to kind of hammer home and, and let folks yeah. know that it's not about us. 
It, it, it really is. It's, it's all about the community. It's all about the people that you're engaging with and that you're interacting with. Shouts out to, oh my goodness, F.H. Hump, uh, umpire, uh, what I called her, Humphreys. Oh my gosh, she's going to kill me. <laughs> Kelly Dunn, how, how you living? Um, still think it is more important to focus your streams on a single platform mm-hmm. if you're interactive at all. God, she's going to kill. See, by just, I should go put her shirt on. <laughs> that even sounded weird coming out. I, I, I should go put her swag on. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean, but yeah, maybe maybe here's that. I, I, I am I am sporting, you know, some, some other people in the community, but yeah. Oh my yeah. god, Kelly, I've, I've been streaming I, I all say, day. I've been streaming all day. That is a very good point, you know, about you know making sure you focus. Like part part of it is making sure that you are broadcasting at the times when your community is there, yeah. and that's super important because here's the thing: what a lot of people like, you have to kind of look at who your audience you're trying to reach. For example, if you're streaming to people that are in corporate America, right? Yeah. Like chances are they're going to be at a nine to five job or something like that. So you're going to have very specific times that you're going to need to stream True. to reach if that is your audience. Because again, that that's a good point. But but check this out. I've been adding LinkedIn to the repertoire. I've been adding LinkedIn okay. to the to the schedule. The only thing I don't like about LinkedIn is that I got to I got to dial it down to ten eighty by thirty. Right. But the replay squad within LinkedIn is is massive because folks mm-hmm. will actually everyone gets a notification when you're live on LinkedIn. That that can be annoying at times, but yeah. Th- there there is some value in that piece. I, I wish they would up the um the uh the, the rate that you can actually use. I also uh-huh. love the fact that so talking about different separate social networks. I know what you're gonna talk about, so go ahead, yeah. Well, well I'm going to talk about another network. So the Twitter sure. thing, you know, you don't know what I'm talking about. So this, cause no one else okay. is, is talking about this. And and I think I'm the only one that's giving them a hard time. Last time I said anything about right. it and then Jack Dorsey quit. Uh, there's there's a ton of folks watching this on Twitter right now. I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the feed right now, but they right. can't comment. I yep. hate that. Yes. All right. Because again, that's the comp, that's the, the conversation piece. That's the engagement. I, I love that. And I, I miss that and, and thrive yep. off of that. But I, I wish that, you know, the, some of the Periscope stuff came into the, the Twitter streaming aspect and hopefully that comes, but now Dorsey's gone and other people are in charge. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sorry. Go we'll ahead. No, no, no. Ho- hopefully they do add that. I mean, I will say yeah. that is a really good thing because, because that is an important part that we, we definitely need to make sure we talk about, which is, you know, when you're deciding like how, how thin are you going to spread yourself and you're on like all these different platforms you have to also take into consideration some of the nuances of the platform as well. So it's easy if it's on your own channel and you're putting out your own blog content and things like that, you know, that's, that's easy because you can control the touch points. But like in the case of Twitter, if you're like, Hey, I want to stream to Twitter and then you're not able to get the comments. You then also then need to make sure you've built in some time to go back and Mm. engage with people as well. Yeah. And you know, and that, that's the thing. It's not just about like pump, pump, pump content out. It's, Put con- put a really good piece of content out. Break it down into all these different pieces. Put them on all the different platforms that where you know you want to reach your audience. Determine how much of that is going to go on this. So you know you basically it's not just like hey I put it here and then I put the same thing here as well. You know I have to make sure that I'm constantly varying it. I thought you by the way James were going to say when we were talking about LinkedIn not just the replay but the other feature that I think LinkedIn has that I really like is the whole creator mode feature yes. where you can put your live stream in the actual header. That's yeah. pretty cool. I, I have it. I've never watched it, right? I, I they, they say I have it, but I, I've never actually looked to see to, to, to validate that they turned it on. But uh, yeah, that is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. 
Yeah, it, uh, it definitely helps with some of the, uh, you know, helping drive some of the interest. If, if, for example, if you're getting LinkedIn's, you know, insights that they send and say, hey, you know what, you had 300 people view your profile or something like that. Yeah. Like, again, if you're stream, if you're not streaming to LinkedIn, this would be a good reason to potentially start if you're noticing you have quite a number of people viewing your profile because they would then be able to see your live exactly. streams that you're doing. So that's also one reason why I'm watching and make sure I don't see any four letter words. Cause we're, we're going to LinkedIn right now. So yeah, <laughs> I don't worry about it. So let, let me ask you about a couple of things and, and folks, if you have any questions for Christian, definitely, like I said, put a cue in front of him. He's the subject matter expert. I'm just here heckling from the back of the room. <laughs> um, we, we've mentioned the statement about community a, a couple of times. Yep. Um, Talk to me about what you think about that, right? And and building communities. And I'm of one particular mindset. I know a couple of folks here, like like Keely as well. She has a thriving community that is mm-hmm. like on on Discord, on, on different social networks, things of that nature. Okay. Talk to us about your thoughts on either owning your own community, meaning the platform, as opposed to having mm-hmm. it on what I'm going to call rented ground, like on, on no. Facebook or, or, or something of that nature. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? So I definitely think that you should own some portion of like your community, whether that is like, personally, if you can put it on your own website yeah. or your own platform and you control the experience, I'd say do it. But you have to also look at like how, you know, how technical you are, how much time do you have? And, you know, and that's, I think time's going to be the key thing because it's easy to set up a community on Facebook. It's harder to set one up on your own website or yes. on yes. another third party tool that's not on a social platform, you know? And then the other thing is, this comes back to just like we talked about with a podcast, you have to drive the traffic back to it. And mm. so if you don't have a community, and this applies to live video as well, if you don't have a community and you know, you're like, I'm going to do live video it's, it works a lot better when you have a community built in versus you're constantly, you're taking like, you know, two, one to two steps at a time to move up, you know, to where you actually are building that community. But if you don't have that, if you have that community, it's a lot easier. You can take 10 steps at a time, you know? And so that, I think that's a really key thing that people need to focus on. I'm, I'm, um, I'm torn, right? I, I, and I've, I've said it many times and I will never get a a sponsorship deal from Facebook slash meta that, um, (laughs) me, me, I don't know, me and Zuckerberg just don't get along. So (laughs) I am really looking at pulling a lot of my activity off of that location. I I may actually go completely dark, uh, come January 1st. So there's a little heads up to everyone watching and listening just just because again, there's, you don't have any control. You don't have any say, you don't have any real um, sense of ownership or direction for the folks that you're trying to build relationships with. Right. Um, so being able to control it. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably never going to get any sleep because I'm continue. I'm going to be building an environment and building a platform, but I'm willing to take on that burden to have a much more succinct and more or less noisy from an advertising perspective uh, environment for the community mm-hmm. and giving them uh, explicitly what they want. We'll see if it yep. works out. Let me give it a old college try and, and see what, see what happens. But uh, I, I did want to hear, hear your statement and your, your status on that. Um, and again, I mean, it's like, you have to also look at like where your audience is at. Like every platform wants you to have a community there because they want to keep, yes. they want you to keep people on the platform. And you know, the great thing is like, in this case, I would say 
you don't want to be on Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube. I mean, if you have the bandwidth to build a community on each one, great. But the hardest part is if you start out on Facebook, and this is why this is like why you should really try. It's like land ownership. You should always try to own something because mm-hmm. if it's Facebook, if it's YouTube, if it's like LinkedIn, we get you and I have we've got this question tons from people. Yeah. They want to know like, hey, I have people on Facebook and I want to move them to YouTube. Guess what? It's not that easy. It's not a push <laughs> not button. Have. You can't push a button and say, yeah. hey, come on over. You can't make a post and say, hey, come on over because you're fighting the algorithm. But at the same time, the other thing you're also fighting there is, you know, what your users comfortable with. So change is hard for a lot of people in this case. So if you do it on your own website, you know, if you start off on your own website, it may be a lot of effort at the beginning. It may be a lot more a lot of effort, a lot of work. You may not get the lift that you think you're, you should get. But if you start to build that community there, it's a lot easier to keep them there. And then when you start to move and do other things, they're going to follow you versus the other ones. People get, you know, very um, set in their ways, I guess you could say. So you say that and then I had to open my mouth and I'm getting all kinds of folks saying, you know, maybe I should second guess this whole move off of Facebook, but I I don't know. I I plan on, let me, let me think about this, man. This is, but so again, these are the the questions and the statements that you put out to the community. And if you get the pushback, pull yourself out of it and and be, be a servant to to those that are, that are following your, your direction. So, um, I don't think James Six needs to apologize for not getting along with Facebook anymore. We all hate Facebook. Well, and here's the what thing: like we talked about YouTube channels. You know, it looks like uh, you know. So FH Umpires is over there commenting about yeah, get the name right. Oh, look, let me tell you something. Get the name right. <laughs> I think I got that right, right? <laughs> um, but you know, for example, if if she's over there building on YouTube, you know, and she's like, "Hey, I want to promote my YouTube channel into Facebook." Facebook may not like that because, hey, everybody has their own competing product and they want you to keep your audience on their platform. Yeah. So, so, so and there, so here's a, an interesting example of that. And a lot of folks that are in the comments and probably listening and watching again will understand this. And there's two different trains of thoughts. And this is how Facebook tries to, to grab you. I'll set a stream up saying it's going to go primarily to YouTube. If I want to go to Facebook as well, I have to make a separate event within Facebook or else it doesn't get as bubbled to the top to everyone that's in my friend circle. Okay. Right. If I just copy the link from YouTube to Facebook, mm-hmm. it doesn't resonate as much within that particular platform. Yep. I, I don't like the splintering again. Right. I, I want to focus on where the people are, where the conversations happen, where the messages are and where the community is being built. And I understand it. Look, we, we don't pay for the for Facebook, so they can do whatever they want to. But but that's just one of the things, again, that, that I kind of loathe about um, that particular platform. So I don't know. we'll see. And again, but it comes back to this. It comes back to like, are you at the level to where you want to actually, you know, you can own the real estate? You know, again, like it's that's you, a great like, point. That's a great it point. Does take time. You know, it takes time. It takes money at that point, because like you said, you're not paying for Facebook. And, you know, but the thing is, as you can see, like, there's always, if you can own it, you can earn equity in it, for example, you know, but if you're like, if you're renting from somebody, like, you're not like, you're never going to like, be able to do anything off of that. Like, you're Mm. always going to be paying someone else for it. And so, you know, you kind of have to look at what, what you can afford, I would say strive for owning versus renting. So renting is going to give you a little easier, you know, right. 
Everybody, you got your you got your pen and paper out because uh, Christian is dropping <laughs> some some gems right here. He's, he's he's getting messing with your stock portfolio. He said, "Forget about renting. Go ahead and get that mortgage. Uh, go ahead and start owning something." I like this. I, I think that another reason to think about multi streaming: you segment your viewership and your community can become segmented. That that's exactly it, right? You you're trying to drive everyone to one particular location or a handful of locations as opposed to splintering them out and putting, trying to be everywhere all the time and you can't do them all effectively and you can't be great. So, and you got to look at it like this as well. So chances are like, if it's the, the big ones, if it's Facebook, if it's YouTube, if it's LinkedIn, for example, if you're streaming to those places, chances are like any of those ones you pick, people are already going to have an account there, right? They're going to have a LinkedIn profile. They're going to have a Facebook account. Like, mm. so, you know, so it makes sense to like, just pick one and build on it versus let me try to do all of them, like, and continue to do all of them because, you know, to, um, to the point that was just made, I mean, you are splintering the audience and really, I mean, if your content is good and you've noticed there is traction on the right platform, stay at that, stay on that one platform and build it to a level where then if you're ready to like own your own thing, then you can start to move it into another community. People are going to follow you regardless if the content's good. Say that one more time. That's pretty good. Say that one more time. People are going to follow you regardless of what the, uh, if the content's oh, good. People are gonna... you, you flubbed it there, right? Know, that was going right? to be literally oh. the, the marketing hook at the end of the, of the show. Go, do it one more time. <laughs> man. I, I won't look at you. Do it one more time. People are going to follow you wherever you go if the content's good. It still wasn't all that, that right? great. It still that? was not. It wasn't okay. all that great. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Thank you, sir. Let me let me ask you this question brought in by Keely because you may and you might know more about this being just just where you are with the, the organization mm-hmm. that you work for. Do you guys know the numbers on how Facebook treats events versus posts, uh, which both promote YouTube streams differently? Do you have any insight um, in terms of how of really how Facebook manages those different types of uh, posts, links? Uh, events when we put them on our platform. So again, you're, you're, you're focusing on YouTube, but yep. then you, you put the link to the YouTube event on Facebook, as opposed to creating a, a separate event within Facebook on, on your brand page or on your personal profile. So there's still, I mean, as much as everybody's going to say, well, they don't do it. I mean, chances are they are like, they don't want you to promote yeah. people to yeah. go off platform. Now in terms of events and standard posts on Facebook, it's a big trade-off. Like the great thing about doing a post is that it's easy. It's not complicated. There's not a lot of extra steps versus if you're doing a Facebook event, there are a bunch of extra steps there. But then the other benefit, the other trade-off is that let's just say, so James, let's say he saw the event and he said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to attend that event. When he did that, his audience is going to see that he's attending an event. So you do have almost like a ripple effect that goes on. So they do require, you, you do have to put a little bit of extra effort into it but it does have some additional benefits that that post may not get. You know, for example, if somebody like, if you like a poster and you know, it doesn't mean that everyone's gonna see that you like that post if they've not also liked it. So you kind of have to, you know, test out different things there. But I, I think yeah. in terms of YouTube, promoting that on Facebook, I would still try to promote just things that keep them on platform. I'd test it out and see how it, how it impacts your channel because I have a feeling that it does impact it that if you promote a YouTube link, I don't think they're going to give it as much exposure, as much reach um, as you'd like it to get. That makes sense. I mean, let me ask the question that just cop- popped in my head and it's a selfish question because it's, it's just for me. Um, 
Your your thoughts on cross posting? We're talking about Facebook. Cross posting in Facebook. Like so, I don't, and and I never have cross posted to various groups within Facebook okay. that I belong to. Right. Okay. If you either are a follower, subscriber to my brand page or my personal profile, you saw okay. that I was talking to Christian today. But I, you know, I belong to a handful of communities as well, and I. I don't know. I, I don't feel right posting my stuff so, somewhere else that I don't own. But but give, give right. me your thoughts if you have anything in particular about that. And, and if you know, I, I know I may be eliminating a handful of folks that may also come and join the streams. But again, I just I just feel a little different about doing stuff like that. Talk to me. So I guess I look at it like this. If it's relevant and you're not breaking anyone's rules in their group, mm. then I'd say, OK, you know what? it can help potentially bring you additional people who may not know about you. Cause for the most part, like, I mean, if the, let's just say the content was about you, right. And someone else in the group is talking about you, right? Like maybe they're positioning it in the wrong light. And then this way, like it allows you to position it kind of the correct way. But um, what I'd say this is, is this, I think the times that it is useful to promote in the group is there, there when you have the ability, like if somebody's doing like a marketing Monday post and they're like, Hey, what's your big win for the week? Or there's a, you know, what's your, like when they're kind yeah, of asking yeah. for that, I think it makes sense to do it from that perspective. But if I'm, you know, going to put kind of the whole, you know, uh, I think we call it like spray and uh, pray or something like that. Right. It's like, uh, you know, spread it out as many places as you want yeah. and then pray that people are going to see it. Man, I can't do um, it. a lot of people think that, Hey, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. And it's like, no, it really doesn't because it doesn't look right when it's positioned oftentimes in some of those other platforms you come across as like hey you know what you're a spammer to a lot of people um they may like they may say hey you know what oh he's always posting the same thing about this like yeah. just because you can doesn't mean you should oh there you go again man look so, I, I need to get my sound effects on because you, you got you, some sound bites you, you coming on. with that's it today you know you, can, you took the dog out for can. a walk now you came back all energized and and, and you're dropping these <laughs> dropping some knowledge on folks um let me let me ask you this because I'm gonna keep it going while I got you. You know, before okay. you fall asleep, sure. I'm I'm gonna keep sure. asking you questions. Okay. Uh, audio podcast, audio communication, audio social networks. I know you again. You you have your podcast as well. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do different, if anything, for the coming year? You've we've we've done what we've done, and we're doing what we're doing for 2021. Okay. Right. This, this was kind of the year that everyone really paused and kind of reassessed and looked at what they were doing. And again, back to the, the goal and, and the mission of this stream was strategies, ideas and goals for 2022. Okay. Right now, specifically about audio. Are you going to continue to deliver your, con- your content in the same manner? Are you going to uh, look to have d- different types of distribution? Are you looking at partnering with, with brands and things like that? What, what, what's your strategy from an audio perspective? And then if you want to ask, ask it again as well on the video side. So I'd love to, I'd love to partner with, with brands as well. Like from an for, from the audio perspective, would definitely love to do that. Um, I think the one thing I would not do is if I have something that is working, I would not shy away from doubling down on that. If I know it's working. So, you know, if I know, like if I'm seeing podcast traction, for example, um, the thing I would probably do more of is I would publish more episodes. So, um, you know, again, wait a minute. Like wait a minute. I, so you, you publish, yeah. 
you are you're already publishing once a week. So what, what are you yep. what are you going to do? So, publish some so more? I, so I did. Well, I did one a week, and right. I actually started uh, the last like couple months. I started doing two a week. Wow. Right? Okay. Two different kinds of episodes, though. So one was strictly like one, for example, is a straight up audio podcast, right? And then another one is a live video. That's you know. So I'm. It's basically it's allowing me to test and kind of see what work, what would work, what doesn't work, right? And so I'm doing two kinds of, uh, I'm publishing two episodes, maybe even try three. And the other thing I think I'd also do is I would scale back the length of my audio. So for example, you gotta Good like point. gotta think about like this. If somebody's doing an hour and a half, like let's just say it's an hour and a half, right? And let's say James is gonna go out for a walk or a jog or something like that, right? Or are you gonna listen for an hour and a half? Probably not. That means, you know, hey, maybe it needs to be 45 minutes at the max, 30 minutes, 15 minutes. Like if you can, again, going back to that whole, like squeeze as much juice out of things, right? If you can put a 30 minute episode out there that is just value packed, then it doesn't need to be an hour, right? So it then allows you to, you know, create more content, for example, but more focused content. So, um, so I would say like what I'm going to do differently would be um, test out, maybe test out publishing three episodes a week. Let's see if that's going to work. Can I keep it up, for example? Because sometimes it is a conditioning thing. You know how it is. Yeah. Like you want to go run a, you know, Look, go I'm, run I'm a a fall, I'm gonna lay asleep on the floor after we're done because like I said, I've been streaming all day, man. So I, yeah. I, I just don't have it in me anymore. So 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 part of it's like seeing, well, what can you actually handle? Yeah. Because, you know, as we've talked about, like a system is helpful, but you gotta make sure that system can scale as well. Cause if you're doing everything, then it's a lot, it's it's a lot of work, you know, to keep that up. So um, so I think the first thing would be I'm gonna do probably three episodes, try three episodes a week. Maybe I'll do that. Like maybe I'll do one extra episode a week and see what kind of numbers bump does that give me? Gotcha. Okay. Then if it doesn't work, I scale back to two, you know? So I'm not like, I'm not totally like abandoning the process. I'm pushing on the gas just a little bit to see what's going to work. And if it actually is going to pay off uh, with the right, you know, like more downloads, for example, more people talking about it and whatnot. And as, and as long and I'll put this in, but, but first I'll say, how you doing to Mr. Charles Jackson? How, good to have you here, sir. Um, the quality is going to be the most important thing as opposed to the mm-hmm. quantity, right? So yep, yeah, we, we, we can push and cause I've seen it even here in the comments, we're talking about, you know, the spray and pray kind of thing, and then just putting out mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. But if you can do three sessions, Hey, give me three sessions a day. As as long as they're high quality and, and as long as they resonate with the messaging yep. and your community, have at it. But if if it's just something to fill up the the stats and the analytics and and your right. uh, your page, that that stuff is going to get tiresome really quick, and that is definitely yep. not going to be the, the route to go. So um, let me see here. Kevin Cox is saying two times per week, one as an interview and one solo on topic is fitting the brand. So again, those, those yep. are the kinds of things right there, right? As long as you're resonating and, and it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Not, not just something to fill space and fill time yeah. that, that makes sense. So good stuff. Okay. And Kevin's point there about like doing an interview and doing a separate type of episode. Again, there are two different types of mm-hmm. like, there are two, t- two types of episodes. So it's not just Hey, it's me on there just recording an audio version of something, right? You know, I'm also then testing out a different model to see, well, which one works, which one doesn't work, you know? And again, the other, also the other big thing I think about a lot of this is you just have to make sure that it still remains fun that, you know, you're doing it and like, you know what, it's easy to like it, it, when you start batching the content, it's great, but then you have to make sure that it's still fun for you to continue to want to do two to three times a week. 
for example. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, we, we all have our different goals and, and, and milestones and all, but yeah, we're, we're not going to fire up these lights, press record on these cameras. If we didn't enjoy doing what we do, if, yep. if you are, then you need to have a conversation with, with, with someone because I'll, I'll do this. Like I said, I've, I've been streaming all day and I do it because I love it. And I love hearing the stories and, and sharing the information, but Along those lines, let me ask you about, again, the type of content produced, right? Um, Videos on demand versus live stream. 80% right now of what I do is actually live. And I do that because I love the engagement and the interaction between me and the interviewee, also the the audience. And I'm down to see if something breaks in the middle of the stream, right? So I can actually work through it. So I, I don't shy away from that aspect. So I personally prefer to go live most of the time as opposed to videos on demand. And I know uh, the YouTube books and the algorithms and the Daryl Eves of the world and the Nimmons of the world will say, you know, do something a little different, but talk to me about your thoughts on that. Um, so I definitely think that you need to try some different things. I mean, if you're doing, for example, if you're doing live streams and it's not working and you're not getting the numbers, then you need to supplement that with some pre-recorded content of VOD, you know? And so like, cause again, like it's that whole thing of I'm doing the same thing over and over and over. And if it's not getting traction, how do you get out? How do you push it a little bit further? Test out a test out a video on demand, make sure that video on demand has some sort of call to action, or at least mentions the other stuff that you do. Yes. It doesn't have to be a, you know, you don't have to plug it throughout, like, but plug it a handful of times in the video to remind people about it, you know, cause again, some like you and I both know, I mean, you're not going to get somebody on the first time that listens to one of your videos or an episode, a podcast episode or reads an article. It's going to take multiple like opportunities to get in front of them. And then eventually it's going to start to stick. Yes. And so, you know, I definitely think that, um, you know, that you need to like, you need to be doing different things, testing out different things. It's not just like, Oh, just cause everyone else is doing this. It's going to work. Like it depends on who your audience is what they're interested in, you know, where they like to spend their, mo- their time and so forth. I, look, I'm, I'm bucking the trend, right? Cause yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not doing it by anybody's uh, prescribed methodology for quote unquote growing, growing your channel. Uh, I like this statement here as well from Keely. She says, I think it depends on your goal. Are you aiming to earn 1000 super fans? Give them a chance to keep up with your content in a way they don't get uh, FOMO fear of missing out. I made the mistake last year publishing too often. So again, there, there's a fantastic point there of understanding that you bring value, right. As, as the content creator and you have a message to speak, but if you're, again, if you're oversaturating the market, if you're oversaturating the audience, eh, then, then it gets, it gets redundant. So have them only see you once or twice a week, as opposed to every other hour of the, of the day kind of thing, but, you know, give them kind of that, that need, it's like, it's like a drug dealer thing, right? I, I keep using this analogy. I probably should stop <laughs> using this analogy. You know, give them a little something, let, let them get hungry for it, and 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 then when they come back, you know, that's that's when you get the that's when you get the subscriber, you get the super chat, whatever. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I I yeah. need to stop using that analogy. Sorry. Um, but but again, it's but and that I mean that comes back to like the promotional like tactics that people do, which is you know if I'm going to put something out on a social platform. I don't have to put the whole thing out. Like this goes back to building community. Yeah. I don't have to put the whole thing out there and say, Hey, watch it on my Twitter channel on Twitter, for example. Instead, what I want to do is I put a, a bite of it out there and then I drive them back to the full uh, episode, wherever that is that they are going to go watch it, whether that is on YouTube or if it is on a community that I've built myself. Love it. Love it. 
So we talked about your video, we've talked about your audio, uh, things that you're going to do differently. You've given me some suggestions in terms of actually throwing in some video on them. I've, I've got more boxes here that I need to maybe do an unboxing for or something. So may, maybe I'll do okay. that. Maybe tonight. If you need I'll, any help with the unboxings, let me know. Man, let me tell you something. I, I, I got some things. I got some things. So yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll probably do that this, this weekend. Um, nice. I, I will, I will definitely do that. Let me, let me ask you and focus on what you're going to do for you in the new year from a content delivery perspective. Uh, are you going to be looking at different means of, um, delivering information? Maybe, maybe an ebook, maybe a, a course, maybe some type of consultancy. I mean, are, are you going to stretch and probably do to do something different or continue to focus on the either way, right? Or continue to focus yeah. on the path that you're on right now. Um, here's the thing. I, again, com coming back to like the whole, you know, squeeze as much juice from things like doing an ebook. It's a very, it's not a heavy lift. Um, the other benefit to something like that would be that could actually show up in search results as well. So if you do a good job with that ebook, it then becomes a place where there are multiple touch points to get them over to other things that you're doing, whether that is one-on-one -on -one coaching or uh, a course, for example, other you know things that I've already doing, but I need to expand them into the launch or live area. Um, so I would say like, definitely I'm going to try the ebook route, um, but I am going to definitely make sure the coaching aspect is there. Um, and potentially the course. I mean, the great thing about the coaching is that, you know, a lot of people, they want that one-on-one -on -one, like help. And so the downside of doing courses a lot of times is that courses are something that like, depending on what you're talking about, it can change like that. Like you get done with it by the time you mm -hmm. edit it, it's old. Yeah. And so it can create more work. And so sometimes it is better just to do, just to offer, you know, maybe just offer coaching and use the ebook as a means to drive people to other properties, drive them directly to the coaching aspect. That's probably something where I think you'll get the most value. Um, granted courses, you know, they can, uh, they can be useful because you don't have to actually, like you're not teaching, like there's only so much you can do. So there's only so many, you know, nice. one-on-one -on -one coaching point. sessions you can do. Yes. So mm -hmm. you may want to consider a course. Um, again, though, I think the big thing with, uh, you know, with point with uh, courses is that again, it also comes down to like how helpful is it going to be for people because they can generate more, even more work than they actually are not intended to. So as I mentioned, if something changes, you have people that they will not like, they'll actually reach out to you and say, Hey, I don't have this screen. Well, your course, which was supposed to be easier. Yeah. Now means you need to either go create another one, or you need to step in and help that person even more than you were maybe planning to. Good so. point. It's not, not always uh, greener on the other side and understand the pros and cons and, and, and consequences. But I, I will add to that, that we should also not think that we have to do everything by ourselves. Right. Collaboration Absolutely. is key. I think collaboration is, is, is uh, a way to, that we can, again, also get out of our own way. So, you know, if, if I can partner with you in some of your activities, I would love to do mm -hmm. that. And that's, that's just me yeah. throwing, throwing out the, I'm throwing it out there right now. You know, you don't have to nod or say anything. I'm, I'm just recording for the internet right now, but you don't have to say anything. <laughs> Fight the fear yeah. show pressure. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you for joining the stream. Um, we got to talk gear because that's what we do. All right. Yeah, Me sure. and Christian get together. We, we talk. <laughs> Look, I was going to, I was going to rap, but you know, no, we got to talk about stuff. Is the next question going to be like, what camera are you using? No, I see. I, I hate that question. I, I, I don't, I don't care. Right. <laughs> yep. All right. You're, you're, you're using something and, and it works for you. That's great. I, yeah, 
makes her life, um, camera, all that stuff. Everyone says that and asks that. I love everyone that does ask that question, but I'm not going to. I do want to know what may be next for you, though, right? Looking at your studio and what you have right now, again, focusing on what's coming for for the next year. How are you planning to level up or or, or grow, expand your particular environment from either hardware, software or a platform services perspective? So I think, let's see, so the things I think I need to offer more, um, I think I actually want to do like, I want to maybe level up my A to mini. So I think I want to try test out like that, you know, the, for those, I mean, we're going to geek out on this, but the uh, A to mini Don't extreme, even say like, extreme. Oh my God, he's going to go extreme. It, you know, if you want to adopt somebody, like. let me, uh, let me yeah. send, I'll send you my address and or I'll give okay. you my routing number. If you're going to go with the sure. extreme. Okay. Do that. Okay. Do that. So I, I definitely think that I want to incorporate something like that. I definitely think that I also want to test out using multiple cameras. Um, you know, again, it really, sometimes it works. It depends on what you're doing though. Like yes. if you're, you know, if you're doing, um, if you're a maker and you're ma- you're doing crafts and things like that, then like, it makes sense to have multiple camera angles to be able to switch. But if you're doing interviews, like, do I necessarily need <laughs> behind the scenes, like, or, you know, a shot behind me? Like not necessarily, it is nice to have pattern interrupt. Um, but that is something that I definitely um, I want to experiment with. Here's my more. pattern interrupt. Yeah, yeah. and see, I've, I've got five cameras looking at me, right? And yep. you noticed I, I'm still focusing on this singular or this same view, right? I, I haven't brought in any of the other views, but that's a great point. Go, go ahead, Manon. Um So I'd say that. Um, I also think I'm going to try to use uh, use the uh, BitFocus Companion app a little bit more. So from a software standpoint, again, that's something that ties into the ATEM uh, many a good bit. So I'm try to focus on that. And then I also, as much as I'm not a tablet fan, I like the idea of tablets. Yeah. I, I just feel like, you know, they're kind of hard to like, you can put them into like the workflow, but I kind of have to figure out what that's going to be. Um, well, think about this. So them. here you go. I, I've seen some creators who, cause we already talked about Amazon live use the tablet for that, that alternative view or for, for the comments, right? So as you're doing more of that Amazon live type of content, have the tablet mm-hmm. either running uh, your Amazon live stream and then have your, your main streaming system running whatever, whatever you're doing, going into the community. So that yeah. I, I actually, I thought about that as well. And, and daddy almost got himself a new tablet for Christmas. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully none of the kids are listening right now, but, but <laughs> there you go. I, I just sold you a tablet. There you go. So, so I'd say like incorporating a tablet in the sense of either making it where you can, um, <laughs> uh, this is good. Uh, using a tablet for like, whether it is making it part of like your live interactions or using it, you know, even setting up like an alternate camera off of it. Um, cause you can, I think you can actually do that through like the ATEM. Yes. So like you can have the phone run, the phone running, uh, what is it like uh, Filmic pro or something? Um, yeah, Filmic Pro or uh, Epoch Cam uh, is yeah. the one that I use. So yeah, all of those that'll yeah. actually do kind of an NDI feed as well. So yep. Yeah. So being able to have some sort of additional camera, I think, would be useful. Um, in terms of yeah, and I think I think the key thing is like building it out a little bit. You know, instead of just doing solo shots like we're doing now, how could we? How can I make this a little more interactive? I think that's the key thing. But I think it also comes back to what are you producing? So if I'm producing an interview series, I don't necessarily need all those cameras, you know, again, cause the focus should be on the interview. Uh, but if I am going to do, you know, move into the Amazon side, um, the shoppable video side, um, I want to probably have, I also would say the other thing I think I would add is another like workstation. Okay. So like, a dedicated so that streaming can, box kind of going to do. 
uh, works. Uh, no, more like a, well that, but more like a workstation in the sense that if I'm going to do an unboxing and I'm on a desk, I mean, you know, say we're sitting in front of monitors and things like that, having a dedicated place where I can go and make those kinds of videos that resonate for gotcha. that type of audience. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes sense. Okay. I appreciate that. That, that makes sense. Uh, shouts out to Mr. Bra Balasabas in the building. Uh, oh, ladies cool. and gentlemen, Balasabas is here. You know, there it is. I'm real talk. I'm always, look, again, I, I'm just controversial. You can't let me out at night, man, especially if I've had a couple of scotches. You, you never know what in the world I'm going to say. But uh, thanks for thanks for showing up, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Mr. Nativity Dodd, this is a good man right here. He asked a question. Do you guys pull down older content to replace it with newer or revised content? Good question. Um, I'll I think let you answer, go first. That's a good one. It, that is a good it's one. It's going to come down to analytics. Yeah. So if you've got some, like if we're talking YouTube videos, um, like if it's YouTube video and it's still performing well based on the analytics, then keep it up. Uh, it, but if it's a video that like has been out there for a while, not performing, take it down because, and, and then replace it with something that is a better piece of content. So what, what I have done and I'm, I'm glad that, that Rob is here is I yep. have continually tweaked my environment. I've, I've my uh, thumbnails, my my banner art for my channel and it was literally after a review from from rob telling me that you know james your stuff is looking kind of weak right now so he, he didn't say it in that exact words but again uh, continuing to evolve right don't don't be static and uh, changing the descriptions changing the titles adding in keywords adding in uh things like that making the the, the thumbnail more relevant doing some a b testing things of that nature so so yeah dave that's kind of the thing to do right always be evolving don't be static don't be con content with what you've got if the if the content resonates like like christian was saying leave it out there maybe cut it up right put it into some of that micro content that, that we've talked about as well push it out to uh instagram reels or or tiktok or some of those other platforms as well mm -hmm. yeah definitely so you're gonna get a tim mini extreme I think I, I think so. Yeah, unless there's something new coming I'm out. Send you an affiliate link right now is what I'm doing. <laughs> Again, I am. it's, keep, no, keep talking. I'm, I'm gonna pull okay. up my affiliate link right now. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. So <laughs> when you when you go buy this thing, you got it. Um, I would say yeah. I think that definitely. I mean, again, it's testing out different types of you know, seeing where you're at and where you kind of want to go. Um, I would say this: if you have a piece of equipment and you're not using it to its fullest potential, then I would say don't buy it until you, you know, until you really, like we talked about earlier, squeeze as much out of it as possible um, before you then move on to the next thing. So. Sure you don't want the um, $3,000 one here? The It's um, nice. I don't, have, I don't think I have room for it though. <laughs> Look, oh my gosh. You know, see, here we go, right? There's only one left. Here, here we are with the, uh, uh, no, man, I, I'm not going to do you like that. But that, that's that's a very, very uh, significant yeah. investment there. And right. I, I could definitely see it within your workflow as well uh, moving forward. So so that's cool, man. That's cool. That that, that would because you focus and you do a lot of, again, the one on one interviews and do a lot of tutorials on some of the other streams that, that, that you do. So being able to have kind of maybe if you've got something around your studio that you want to show kind of in hands-on or something, having a different angle, a different point of view, you know, top down yeah. side, wherever the case may be. I think that would resonate that that could, that would definitely be a nice addition to the, yeah. uh, the Kara the Savage studios. How about that? Yeah. Well, and again, it also comes down to, you know, 
you have to man all of this. So yeah. if you're somebody, you know, if you're not a technical person and you're like, Oh, I'm going to go get that. Cause Hey, it's the, it, it gives me all this stuff. Like you kind of got to look at where you're currently at and mm. how much you're going to have to level up to get to that point. So, right. but, but again, I mean, it's, there's, you know, there's so much gear out there that, you know, again, it doesn't have to be complicated. There's people that are successful with very little gear. So don't let the, don't, don't fear the gear and let the, don't, don't be afraid of the equipment, but at the same time, don't let it always also be like, well, Hey, I need to get this gear first before I do it. As your hat says, just start, like well, start. And then yeah. as you get to a certain point, then you can level up to different things based on what you actually need. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, you know, the hive podcast and this, this, this hat here to just start, but I've, I literally wrote down that don't fear the gear. So I, I got another meeting with, <laughs> with the team over at press and so tomorrow and not, don't be surprised y'all if y'all see that on my next uh, t-shirt i'll send you a finder's fee for okay. the slogan as well but uh, yeah don't fear the gear man I, that, that may be in my <laughs> in my email signature as well for, for yeah. that for the new year christian man thank you man i, I appreciate you again i, I wanted to nice do time. this i wanted to have you on on the stream to talk about you know what it is that you do uh what it is that you want to do moving forward and again talking to our our colleagues our peers the folks that are in our environment as well so uh, about leveling up strategies best practices and ideas for content creation in 2022 i like what you you, you've been saying uh don't be afraid of it don't don't fear the gear go out and do it just press record and, and make it happen and there's there's so many people around we talked about community a lot right there's so many people that are willing to help so mm -hmm. you don't have to be intimidated by in any yeah. of these uh tools processes or services and things of that nature so yeah. um before we go tell the folks one more again one more time where they can find you to keep up with everything that you're doing well, if you want to learn more about Launcher Live, you can go to launcher.live forward slash podcast. That'll get you to the podcast there. You can basically bring you off to uh, the videos and everything else that's there. Um, if you want to learn about social chatter, uh, that's uh, socialchefs.com forward slash blog. And you can check out some of the different shows we have there. And then I'm at CKROKS on just my personal Twitter account. Um, but again, feel free to reach out. And you know, if you do connect with me, uh, just send me a note and say, Hey, you know what? I heard you, uh, on, uh, on James Hicks's show. So that's going to be the best way. I love it. I love it. I appreciate you, man. Be good to yourself. Everyone. I thank you for chiming in. I thank you for joining. You guys have a great night and I will talk to you next time. We out.